I honestly think that we could continually tweak our eating habits if we're patient because our body wants to improve. We spent years eating poorly, which led to metabolic issues, weight issues, health issues. And then we want to turn around and solve it all in a matter of a few weeks, maybe a month or two. And our bodies are just too complex for that. But today I want to talk about the fact that your body wants to improve and the things you can do to help it along and improve your health. Hello, Wellness Warriors. Welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I'm Violet, your keto psychologist. I make these videos because your mental health and physical health are both necessary. If you're going to live a healthy, happy life, if you're working on those things, subscribe. I make new videos every week. Our bodies do speak to us if we allow ourselves to listen. So when we fix something, our body will tell us about something else. This can seem daunting to some people. It, it could seem like you've bought a money pit, right? And like you're just going to constantly be throwing money to fix this house. And like every time you turn around, there's going to be something new to fix. But I want you to think about this differently because your body is actually the most important thing you have. And if you've been feeding it poorly for the last 20 years, and now you start feeding it properly, and as you're feeding it properly today, it gives you clues about what else you can do to improve your health. That's amazing. That's perfection. That's the awe that is the human body. If you get the basics correct, your body will then allow you to go to the next level and find something else that you can work on. So if you were eating 20 grams of carbs and you do that for a good number of months and you get your weight under control and now you are at your goal weight and then you decide, I don't need to eat 20 grams of carbs anymore. I can do low carb. So now you start doing a low carb health lifestyle and your weight is okay. It's just kind of staying around where, where it was. Maybe you gain a few pounds, but it's not bad. What's important for us to understand is that if I did 20 grams to get down to this weight and now I'm doing, let's even say 70, 80, 90 grams of carbs, I've still reintroduced the toxin, so sugar, that was causing my body to have to store. And so even though I'm eating less of it, it's still there. So let's imagine for a second that my weight doesn't skyrocket because I'm not eating 300 grams of carbs like I was doing before. Does that mean that metabolic issues are still not being created in my body? Now, here's what's important. For all the time that there are metabolic issues being created in my body, I cannot level up my health. So what happens is I'm now at a standstill. So what does that mean? I was improving my health. I got myself down to a good weight and then I reintroduced the toxin. So I'm, st I'm still right. And I might even be going towards the negative. It's important for us to understand that if I reintroduce the problem, I reintroduce the issues that were coming from the problem. So it's kind of like if my spouse is upset, how much money I was spending, let's say on alcohol per month. And my spouse is upset because my spouse wants to go on vacation. So I diminish the amount I'm spending on the alcohol per month so that we can save money for the vacation. But then once we have the money in the bank for the vacation, I reintroduce the spending on alcohol. What do you think is going to happen to that alcohol fund? It's going to go back to normal, right? What that would really mean is that every time that we want to do something, I would have to diminish the amount that's going into how much I'm drinking. Okay, it seems doable, but there's issues with that, right? See, for those people who stick to 20 grams of carbs or less, their addiction to carbohydrates does not resume. And usually what happens from that point forward is that 
most people start to notice that there are other things that were in their diet that was causing them issues. So maybe nuts and oxalates becomes an issue. Maybe like me, nightshades and solanine become an issue. We start to realize that there were other things, lectins in vegetables, for example, that we were eating that were causing us issue and we were not aware because the sugar was such a huge toxin for us that we couldn't see the problem of these other things. It's kind of the same way that if the alcohol is such a big problem, most people are not paying attention to how much you're eating, right? If you're drunk all the time. But if we take that out of the story, then all of a sudden we start to see, okay, well, how much are you eating? That becomes more obvious. So if the person who put down the alcohol so they could save money for their vacation actually allows themselves to realize how much better they feel physically because they're not drinking and how great it is to actually remember what happened yesterday, they might actually take a decision to stop drinking for a while. And when the money for the trip is actually in the bank account, they might actually click into how much money they were actually spending on alcohol. So the amount of money that they were taking away from other fun things strictly for alcohol. And they might reevaluate their decision about the amount of drinking they're doing. Now, some people are scared by this idea and other people embrace it, right? Of being faced with what am I actually doing? How is what I'm doing actually affecting my life? And are there changes that I should be trying to make so that I can be happier, so that I can be healthier, so that I can live longer? Why is it harder for some people than others? especially when we're talking about weight versus health. And I think it's exactly that. It's because most people are focused on weight and most people have the misconception that if I'm thin, I'm automatically healthy, but they're not identical ideas. There are a lot of people who are thin and unhealthy, right? And there are a lot of people that are at a heavier weight, but healthy. And now the question becomes, well, what are we actually trying to accomplish? If I start a new way of eating because I'm trying to be thinner, as soon as I get to that weight, there's no reason for me to keep doing this healthier way of eating. And so flavors become important to me again, flavors and, and chasing fun foods versus if I started this way of eating to be thinner, but allow myself to see how much better I feel as I'm doing this new way of eating. Well, then is it possible that I might shift my ideas and look at maybe the health benefits I'm getting out of this way of eating are worth me continuing to eat this way well into my future. And at that point, what's happening? Well, now all of a sudden, my motivation to continue to eat this way has changed, right? Because my reason isn't just about looking a certain way. It's about feeling better. So for me, no inflammation. It's about having more energy, it's about being around longer for the grandkids. We really do need to keep in mind that we do not control our addictions. They control us. And this idea that we have that we could just stop doing something addictive at any point in time, and then we're just going to resume living our life and, and we can go back to it. And it's not reality. Are we able to stop an addictive behavior for a short period of time? Of course, many people do it because it quiets the people in their life who are concerned about them. And if they can show for a period of time that, hey, look, I have everything under control, the people in their life stop paying attention to it. But have they really solved the problem? No, it's easy to put something on pause when I know I'm gonna be able to pick it up again. It's harder to say that I'm not doing that behavior anymore. 
And that's why people put things on pause rather than put them down. I'm a great example of that. How many times in my history did I put eating chocolate on pause? For months and months, I put chocolate on pause and then Halloween would come or then Easter would come or then Valentine's Day would come or some occasion where, oh yeah, it's okay to eat chocolate. And I was right back pulled into the bad situation. Why? Because addicted to chocolate. Well, now I know addicted to sugar, right? And why was I able to put it down for a little while? Well, because I had other sources of sugar. I wasn't eating chocolate, but I was eating other sources of sugar, right? How often do we fool ourselves by saying we actually put something down, but all we've done is replaced it with something else, right? I'm not drinking, so I'm overeating. I'm not eating extra, so I'm drinking more. I'm smoking. I'm not smoking, so I'm, right? Like we trade these addictions around because at the end of the day, what we want is that dopamine hit, that, that endorphin rush, that tap into the pleasure center of our brain and what we don't realize is that we're just trading one addictive scenario for another right sometimes the addictive thing we're doing is more physical right maybe we're chasing sex maybe we're chasing gambling maybe we're right but at the end of the day it's still not putting down the addiction and dealing with whatever problems were happening in your life that were causing you to go after this addictive situation in the first place. Now, when we put something down for a short period of time and then we pick it up again, well, the other piece of the story is that we failed, right? Because at some point, the people in our lives who expected that we walked away from this thing see us doing it again. So we're hiding their behavior, we're behaving in ways that's shameful, we're being sneaky, all the things that cause problems in our life. On top of this, if we're filling with food, we end up regaining the weight, we resume the metabolic issues, we resume living in pain, and we make excuses. You'd be surprised how often, even when you're talking to professionals who are understanding the benefits of a ketogenic lifestyle, that they will give contradictory information, like it's important to eat less than 20 grams of carbs per day, but it's the holiday, so if you sit and eat with your family, that's important. And that you might eat what your family eats. And I've heard that from professionals. And the truth is, that's making excuses for getting off plan. I don't encourage you guys to do that. Don't make yourself excuses to get off plan. Because what we do know is when we get off plan, so when you re-engage the addictive substance, what happens to us? If it's alcohol, we're on a bender. If it's drugs, we're down the drugs lane. And if it's food, we're on a binge. The issue of eating poorly does not go away because you gave yourself the excuse of a holiday or the excuse of a birthday or the excuse of a vacation. If you ate poorly, your body lives those repercussions. The very same way that if you resume drinking and the money that was going into the day of count goes back to drinking when it's time for the next vacation or it's time to fix the leaky roof, your spouse is going to be upset with you because there's no money there again, right? And usually addictions get worse over time. So the amount of money that you're spending on alcohol will increase over time. The same way that the amount of money that we spend on junk food increases over time. How many times have you gone to the store to do your groceries and when you get home and you're looking at what you've bought, how much produce so how much meat did you actually buy right how much good quality vegetables did you actually buy compared to how much processed foods you're bringing into your house the majority of people that I see in my office 
who are on the brink of divorce due to an addiction didn't get there in five years, didn't get there in 10 years. It took a long time. Why? Because one person was able to keep the situation afloat for a good period of time. But at some point, it's exhausting. At some point, it's really difficult to know that I'm working for both of us and you're spending for you. And at some point, we stop wanting to contribute to that. But the problem is, while you were doing everything you could to keep the situation afloat, was the other person actually trying to manage their addiction? If you allow yourself to have what you're actually addicted to, you'll be addicted. So the question is, are you actually trying to solve your addiction? Doctors say that if you are under 20 grams of carbohydrates in a day, you're, gar you're pretty much, pretty much guaranteed that you are eating less than the amount of carbohydrates that cause the problem for most people. So that means you're eating an amount that your body can manage, which would also mean that it keep, you're keeping yourself under the threshold of what's addictive for most people. So do you allow yourself to have more than that? Something to think about, right? If you allow yourself to have more than that, and you've ever been in the situation where you were addicted to carbohydrates, which most of us were, then you are actually putting yourself in the space where you're reintroducing that addiction. Is that really what you want to do? There's only one way to help your body to accomplish the improvements that it's trying to accomplish. And that's to eat healthy. You need to commit to eating healthy because when your body's not struggling with sugar, your body's going to absolutely alert you to the next toxin that it wants to tackle. So it's like when you're not giving money to alcohol, you have money on reserve that you can invest into the structure of your home, that you can invest into sports, and activities that you can, right? If you solve the cash flow towards alcohol, you can invest in improving other things in your life. Maybe put some money in investments. Improvements can be made if the funds are available. Just like quality food leads to improved health, improved body, right? Quality foods, quality body. Are you allowing your body to improve, guys? I wanna know, put it in the comments. I wanna know that you're doing what you can to get past your addiction. If you want to improve your health more, there's some videos here that I think will be helpful to you. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. If you want to contribute to production of videos, Teespring, Patreon in the description below. Love making these videos for you guys, and I cannot wait to talk to you again next week.